Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in to the Just Janice podcast. I am your host, Janice, and we know that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. So in this joy-filled podcast, you're going to hear real-life stories from other believers. We're going to talk about the kingdom. We're going to magnify Jesus, and it's going to be awesome. So thanks for tuning in, and here we go. The Just Janice podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. To find other great podcasts in the network, visit newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at Just Janice Podcast. Hey, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Just Janice. I am so excited for today's episode because I have... Cindy here with me. We are literally just sitting here on the couch. We just got done watching The Cross and the Switchblade, which is incredible. It is the life story of David Wilkerson. And I just got done reading the book, The Cross and the Switchblade, a couple of weeks ago. And so we watched that. And as many of you know, New York City has become near and dear to my heart. So it was just so cool to watch it and to see what he did and the legacy that he built in New York City amongst the gang members and just what God had him doing there. And so that is kind of what we've been doing tonight. <laughs> Cindy drove over here in a snowstorm, which was kind of a repeat of last year. She came over to spend the weekend with me and we had a snowstorm then too. So I don't know what's going on with that, but it's kind of uh, become our annual tradition apparently. So yeah, so we've just been feeding our face and having lots of snacks and good conversation and laughing a lot. And we've just been having really good conversation about the Lord and about our testimonies and things. And so I suggested to her, hey, we should record a podcast together and get on and talk because this woman is a woman of wisdom. God put her in my life a few years ago, and it's really funny how we met. We worked for a ministry together, and the first time Cindy came to an event and came up and introduced herself, I very quickly uh, shook her hand and I said, nice to meet you. I'm going to go play volleyball with those kids. And so I kind of left her in the dust, but thankfully she stuck around and we have just formed such a good friendship and she's become a mentor in my life. So if you guys have heard me talk about my spiritual mom, this is her. And I'm just excited to share whatever the Lord leads us here. We're kind of just going off the cuff and just letting the Holy Spirit lead this conversation. And so we just surrender this conversation to him. And like we always do, anytime I record a podcast, that is my heart is just to let the Holy Spirit lead, guide, and direct the conversation. So we're just going to start out right off the bat with just letting Cindy say, hey, everybody. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Happy New Year. Yes, Happy New Year. We are officially in 2022. We're recording on the first day of the year. So hopefully everybody's getting an awesome start to their new year. I've been talking to a lot of people about praying for a banner word for the year and asking the Lord just for vision for the year and to write it down and make it plain like Habakkuk tells us to. So write the vision, make it plain, and just believe God for good things this year. So, Cindy, what has God been speaking to you about recently? Any themes on your heart? Any any um, new lessons he's been teaching you in this season of your life? Well, you know what? I believe that this year is a year of miracle signs and wonders. It, it's been leading up to that through 21, and it just seems to be growing in that direction. And like uh, Jesus, when he was at the wedding at Cana, 
he said to his mother, it's not yet my time. But you know what? It was. And so I'm speaking to you out there, you know, you might not think it's not your time. But I believe it is, and I believe it's my time, and I believe that Jesus uh, wants to manifest himself, and especially in John uh, 14, 12, that he says, those that believe shall do the works that I do, and greater works than these shall they do. You know, it's, and you go a little further down, it's about the Father being glorified in the Son, because it is the Father that does the works. When we're talking about miracles, signs, and wonders, it's the Word of God, which is Jesus. And Jesus, when he lived on earth, he said it was the Father that did the works. And so now we have the Holy Spirit, and of course he did too. And he showed that as living as fully man, not just fully God, but fully man with the power of the Holy Spirit. And you know what? He wants to manifest himself that way this year. So saints, if you got a heart for that, Jesus has been leading you in that direction. Get ready. Amen. Amen. And when she said, get ready, I immediately thought, like, how do we get ready? How do we get ready? And so for us to stay ready, to keep that oil in our lamps is so important. And so staying in his word and staying in his presence are two things that I will hit on all the time for the rest of my life. And just to remind people, like, to stay in his word, to make that your firm foundation in your life and to make sure that you are spending time intentionally in his presence where freedom and fullness of joy is found. That's so important that we take that time. And obviously we're walking in step with the spirit all day, every day as believers, but we need to take that time to set apart and just sit with him and say, God, speak to me and to unplug, to put your phone up, to turn off the TV and just to have that quiet time with him is so important so that we can get our marching orders for this next season. And I love that Cindy hit on signs, miracles, and wonders. And so can you, do you have any testimonies that you can think of right off the top of your head that is like, wow, this is a miracle that God did in my life. I know you've been walking with the Lord for 40 years, right? 40 years. So I know you probably have a lot of them, but maybe you could like share one that you've experienced or maybe someone personally, or maybe someone that you've prayed for um, that has experienced a miracle. Well, there's been a lot of healings and miracles along the way, and but not like I have desired to see them in my own personal walk. And yes, healings, um, my mother comes to my mind. She had two weeks to live, and she lived 18 years. And when all doctors say you've only got two weeks to live, that's called stage four cancer. And so if you're out there and you got stage four cancer, it's not your time to die and end. No, get with the Lord like Janice was just talking about. Seek him. Uh, seek him in his word. Get the over, oh, what, over 7,000 promises that he has in the word of God. All the pain and the stripes on his back was for our healing. And so get in there and read it and believe it and receive it and take it as your own love letter to you because it really truly is. 
Yes, that's so good. And and even as Cindy was talking, I was thinking about how we have the freedom as believers to reject words that are spoken to us or over us or about us. And it's so important that even though, yeah, like she said, her the doctors told her mom one thing, but she chose to believe another. She chose to stand on the word of God and and believe that he's her healer. And so and I've and I'm thinking now of several friends that have walked through that similar journey. And have just chosen to stand on the word of God and to declare life over themselves and have seen a manifestation of a miracle and healing in their body and and have outlived that diagnosis. And so that's such a beautiful testimony. Um, how about your back? Can you share about the testimony about your back? Oh, sure. Um, <clears throat> I was uh, bedridden for seven months and had a surgery on my back. Now, God bless doctors. Uh, but the surgery was not successful. And so they were planning on the second surgery. Well, I went to a meeting uh, up in Detroit, and during, and I had to go in with a walker. And during the praise and worship, I was sitting down, and I, was, I had a pad and pencil in my hand, and I wrote down, Get Up and Dance. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> and then I heard the Lord's voice, get up and dance. Well, then I looked around. Is anybody else dancing? Well, really, I didn't see anybody else dancing. So it was quite a challenge. And uh, But I said, you know what? I'm determined to get healed where God is going to get 100% of the glory and so I got up and I started dancing. Well, while I was dancing, I got 100% healed. Absolutely no pain. Didn't have to walk out with a walker. I mean, and I'm still healed. My back has never went back. I never had to have that second surgery. I was instantly, totally, 100% healed that night by the Lord. Amen. And so as we're sharing these testimonies, one of the most powerful parts of sharing our testimony is the fact that when we share our testimony, that helps other people build their faith for that same healing or miracle or or whatever we've experienced. And so as we're sharing these things, if you are experiencing any of these things, receive it for yourself too, because God yes. is good. And I had heard before that the word testimony means do it again. And so we're believing that God isn't just a one and done kind of God. He is still in the miracle. We're in the business of doing miracles and performing those signs and wonders like we're talking about. And so we're just praying that for you. And we're going to pray at the end of this for you. If you're experiencing anything physically or financially, you need a breakthrough, whatever it is, God is able to perform all of those things because he is so good. Mm -hmm. So to bring it up to a lighter note real quick, I want to, <laughs> I have to share a really funny story that Cindy and I experienced a couple of years ago, if I can even share it without laughing the whole time. So we were in praise and worship. You know which one I'm talking about? Oh, Yo, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is one of my favorite stories. If you've heard me speak at a stirred up, you probably heard me share it. But we were at a worship event and it was Robbie Dawkins. It was the first uh, church service that I had been to. I don't know about you, but I had been to um, in 2020 after everything shut down. We drove up to Detroit, which was like the hot spot of Michigan. Um, to this church and Robbie Dawkins was going to be speaking there and this church never shut down the whole time and they had protesters there on Sundays they had death threats people were calling the police on them it was crazy but that church broke out in revival and it really got me thinking like man what did the church miss out on 
because we hunkered down in fear and different things. And that's no condemnation to anyone who might be listening that is a church leader that made those decisions. That was a very hard season. And so, but it did make me think of that. And so anyway, so we go to this church, incredible worship service, and Cindy taps me on the shoulder. We're like worshiping the Lord, like dancing, praising all the things. And she taps me on the shoulder and she says, I dropped my earring. Can you help me find it? And I'm like, I don't see your earring. And so I just was like, we looked all over and I was like, I don't know. So we, I went back to like worshiping and she's still looking and this older gentleman comes up and taps her on the shoulder and he says, miss, I think you, I think you dropped this. And it was her shoulder pad. <laughs> it was her shoulder pad that fell out of her shirt. And so now my joke is like, if you are not worshiping so hard that your shoulder pad would fall out, like, are you really worshiping the Lord? So anyway, that was just kind of a, a funny joke. So so Cindy has traveled the country. This is just a fun, fun little fact about her. Her and her husband used to travel the country. This woman has lived almost everywhere. And so being around her makes me even more just excited to travel and getting to hear her stories and, and different things. So do you have any like testimonies of of different places around the country that you've lived or places you saw God work? Maybe you want to share like your testimony. Where Where were you when you got saved? Whatever comes up in your heart. Ah, yes. My husband um, had a nomad spirit. He traveled uh, freely everywhere, and his goal was to go to every national park in the United States. I'm not exactly sure if we hit all of them, but the majority of them, yes. And um, I was born again in Natchez, Mississippi. And uh, what a beautiful place, because when you're born again, it's a major turnaround, a beautiful, wonderful thing that has happened in your life. It's a major uh, thing. It's bigger than the natural birth, uh, because it's the supernatural birth, and that's the one thing that died with Adam and Eve and was our spirit man. Um, So we must be born again in order to actually go to heaven, because that truly means you've given your life to the Lord. And that's what happened to me in Natchez, Mississippi. And what else happened to me was deliverance in Natchez, Mississippi. I was laying down on a floor in a trailer. That's where I was at my friend's place. And I was sleeping there, and my husband was working out of New Orleans, or New Orleans, depending on if you're native or not. But anyway, so I had a huge hand uh, from the wrist on down to the fingers uh, from the ceiling on down. And that hand was a spirit hand. And I'd never seen anything like it before, but it touched my feet. And when it touched my feet, uh, up popped a snake tail. And there was another hand there. And that hand grabbed that snake tail and started to what I call rip it out of my body. And and I could even, I, I was looking down at my feet, and I could even see bits of flesh flying in the air. Now, I know this may sound strange to some, but I'm telling you an accurate uh, scene of what I saw. 
And so, but the other hand would heal me. So it would rip that snake out and then heal me and so on and so forth, all the way up through to the top of my head. And when that snake was taken off the top of my head, my whole body lifted right up. I stood on my feet and I started to praise the Lord. Trust me, I had never praised the Lord like that. And so I was delivered and I didn't realize how much bondage I was in until the Lord came into my life. And it was like a thousand pounds was taken off of me. And I had liberty and and freedom like I had never felt my entire life. Now, I won't get into anything else, but um, you don't even know sometimes how bad off you really are until Christ comes in. And uh, much praise and glory goes to him. And then a whole new life started for me at that point in Natchez, Mississippi. I love that. I love that so much. And if you read through the gospel books in the New Testament, that's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It's the first four books in the New Testament. Those are accounts of Jesus. And there are so many accounts in those books of demonic deliverance. And it's for some reason, I don't know why, it's a taboo subject in America, but I'm telling you in other countries, they are so open to the spirit realm in ways that I think the spirit realm gets away with a lot here in America, and it's just more covert, whereas in other countries, they're very well aware of the spirit realm and things, and so what she described was a demonic deliverance, and I was actually just reading today and writing in my new encounter book about the man um, that was delivered from Legion and how he was living amongst the tombs and how Jesus went there and delivered him from all of those demons and how he finally was in that place like she described of being in a sound mind and in his right mind and and just the torment that those demons put him through. And so that is, and that's, there's so many stories in the Bible of Jesus doing that. And that is actually one command that we are given, an order that we're given from the Lord is to deliver people from demons. And so, wow, what a story of freedom and freedom. And, and we just, I don't know, we, we just cannot be ignorant to the spirit realm. And I know for me personally, as a, as a young kid being tormented with demonic activity in the night and seeing demonic things. And yet, like you said, I know this sounds crazy, but and people hear it and maybe they think that, but I, I think even, I think more so people are like, oh my gosh, I'm not the only one who's experienced these things. Like it's just the enemy just wants us to say, shut up about it because he would rather stay hidden and do what he does and not have it brought to the light because when it's brought to the light, people find freedom and, and healing. And so I know a couple of years ago, I actually ran into someone up in Kalamazoo, uh, which is kind of near where I live, and he was babbling and the Lord would just show me right away just a gift of discernment that he had uh, demons. And it was just like, all right, Lord, like, what is, am I supposed to like go up and cast this thing out of him? Like, what am I supposed to do? And the Lord's like, no, I'm going to, but I'm going to start opening your eyes to the reality that people are suffering in, in bondage to demonic possession. And so, yeah, so much we could say about all of that. It's just, wow. So I want to switch gears and talk about your youth ministry that you ran forever and uh, just like, Tell us about that and just like what God did in and through that ministry and whatever else he puts on your heart. Yeah, the youth ministry. You know, I really um, didn't have a huge 
thing in my heart for the youth. This was a God thing. And God directed me to go down to Florida to meet a, a lady named Sarah Trollinger. And I started learning from her. And so God was training me up for about three years. And then um, one day I was in the hospital with double pneumonia, and a gentleman walked in, and he said, you don't know me, but I know of you, and we would like to give you our church and property. Well, uh, I said, wow, that was my first reaction. And then I said, well, I'll have to pray about it. So we prayed about it. We looked at the building and continued to pray, and God told me to take that building. And then he told me to open up a youth center. And so as we continued to seek the Lord, he uh, brought us in and some friends of mine, and, and, uh, and then more and more people gathered in to help and then God was just doing a work. And so um, I started out with uh, my two grandkids. And, um, but then we had a concert and with a gentleman named Break the Gray, Bill Ballinger, Billy Ballinger, I should say. And 120 kids came to the church after that concert. And so it was a what we call a breakthrough from cuz I went from 2 to maybe 7 to 12 to 120. And that's a a special number too, you know. They came in the upper room 120. And uh, so anyway, yeah, we had a a youth ministry for about 10 years and and God did some awesome things during that time. I love that. I love that so much. And that ministry is how we ended up meeting. And then it's kind of like I say all the time when you meet people that you're like, yep, I'm keeping them forever. Cindy's been one of those people. And I have to say that I am so thankful that you don't get charged. Remember back in the day when you used to have to pay for your phone calls unless it was after a certain time or whatever? we would have a very high bill if that were still the case because we, I don't talk to anyone more on the phone than I talk to her. And then we were like, how come we didn't get anything done today? And we're always like, oh yeah, because we're on the phone for five hours. So last year, this is great. So last year during, um, well, not last year now, two years ago, this is crazy. This is so crazy. So in 2020, when everything was shut down, we were doing prayer calls every day with a group of ladies, Cindy and I, and, and some other ladies. And Cindy was like, I really feel like the Lord wants us to do a seven-hour phone prayer <laughs> prayer time at one time. And, well, none of us wanted to be unspiritual and, and disagree with, <laughs> with that, so we all obliged. And it was on Good Friday, just so happened to fall on Good Friday, and we did communion together. And it was just such a good time, not just that day, but all the days that we were doing our prayer calls every morning because it was just such growth for me personally and being, being able to just learn to operate in the prophetic more and to practice, you know, utilizing the gifts of the spirit and things with, with people that I felt safe with. And so anyway, I just, I love that. I miss that time um, mm -hmm. when we didn't have to work. No, I was just kidding. <laughs> time when we didn't have to work no no but it was really good and um city's definitely a spirit-led woman and i love that you talked about how this man came in and offered you this building and 
you know, it would be a lot of our just natural responses to just be hasty and quick and say like, yeah, we'll take it. And I just love that you're someone who is like, no, I'm going to pray about this first because just because something's a good thing doesn't mean it's a God thing. And so it's just uh, just a word of encouragement to you to just say yes. Like the word, the word says to make your yes, yes, and your no, no. And, um, just to really seek the Lord before you commit yourself to things because we want to do everything with the spirit of excellence and just do what God is asking us to do, nothing more and nothing less. So can you think of a time when you were hasty and you said yes to doing something and then you were like, I should have really sought the Lord about that first. I know I'm thinking about a day I had a few years back and I had like someone had contacted me and invited me to go see uh, speaker Steve Backland from Bethel Church out in Redding, California. He was going to be in the area, and I really wanted to go, but I had already said yes to like three things that day after work. I was like meeting someone, and then I had someone else I was meeting with, and I had something else happening. And um, in the moment, I was like, "Man, I wish I would have really like thought about my schedule because I really would have liked to see him." And God worked it out. All those people backed out on me that day, and so I ended up going. And it was such a a, a divine appointment. It was such a God thing because there were some words that were spoken over me there, just some impartation and things that happened. So I'm really glad that I was able to go, but it really kind of taught me a lesson in um, filling my schedule <laughs> with the Holy Spirit instead of just filling it just to fill it. And so I've become very good at saying no to things, um, which has not been easy for me because I want to do everything and sometimes have FOMO, which is fear of missing out. Um, but just learning to just be where God wants me to be and do what he wants me to do. But I don't know. Can you think of anything? Well, the it's funny. The only one thing that is coming to my mind, and I'm sure I've had more than one, um, because I'm a true believer in don't do anything hastily. Always check with the Lord to make sure that you're doing exactly what the Lord wants you to do because, you know, it's a beautiful thing that the Lord has a plan for each person. And I love his plans. I can't beat them. You know, I'm not smarter than God. And so I love that. And it's funny, but the only thing that I can think of is we made a hasty decision one night that it was a bad winter and we just had seemed like a lot of trouble at the youth center and we decided that we would close for the winter and but we didn't close down the ministry we kept the ministry going but i'm dealing with a problem with the city because they want to say that i was closed and because of that um, they are not going to honor my uh, tax-exempt status. And so I wondered about that, you know, if because we didn't take it to prayer. We just decided that it was a wise thing to do. Well, prayer outdoes wisdom. You get wisdom from prayer, uh, from talking with the Lord, and only make your decisions now, I don't know if that's, you know, the trouble I'm in right now, if it had anything to do with it at all, but it could have. And so um, just be careful. And uh, that's my uh, suggestion to anybody. 
and counsel to any Christian is to always seek the Lord in prayer before you make a decision in a ministry to do anything, and of course, even your private life as well. Amen. That's so good. And and as she was sharing, it was just like on my heart to share some practical ways of like, okay, well, how do I know what God's asking me to do? Or how do I know if he's telling me to do this or not do that? And just know like when God is putting something in your heart or when it's when God is stamping his approval on something, he stamps peace on it and he'll give you confirmation through the word or just a knowing in your spirit sometimes or through other people. Um, I know so many times that I've had decisions to make and the Lord's really confirmed it through other people. And so just having those wise people around you who you can really, you know, reach out to and get advice from people that are listening to the Lord too. And it's so important to know that we have the ability to hear God's voice because his word tells us that we can hear his voice. And so mm-hmm. practicing learning his voice, knowing his heart for you, and knowing that anything that he ever speaks to you will always line up with his word first and yes. foremost. So, so good. Well, we are almost at a half an hour here talking. So I want to kind of wrap things up. Do you have any last minute thoughts or anything, any words of encouragement? And then I would just love for you to share whatever is on your heart and then close us out in prayer. Um, the only thing uh, that I have on my heart to say is there's a new year in front of each and every one of us. And never to eat from that soul tree, your mind, your will, and your emotions. Always eat from the tree of life and hear from the Lord. And don't, you know, walk by circumstances. Walk by that peace. Walk by the Word of God. Um, walk by the Holy Spirit. Pray in the Holy Spirit. If you don't have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, to pray with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, then seek the Lord for it. He wants you to have it. And so um, this year is a year that God wants to move in every believer. But that's the key. You have to be a believer. And and so not only do you want to believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins and so that you can be saved to go to heaven, but also to believe and to do the works that he did and greater works than these will you do. God has big plans for you, for me, and we want to get with him and find out those plans. And shall we pray? All right. Father God, we just praise you and thank you for your presence here tonight. And we thank you, Lord, that you want to lead, guide, and direct us. And you say, come and follow me. And so that's what we want to do. Just follow you wherever you take us, wherever you lead us. And we thank you that you will lead us through the word of God and you will speak to us, and we will hear your voice. And I thank you, Lord, and praise you that you lead and guide each person listening tonight, Father God, so that they will know your voice, hear your voice, and follow your voice, and obey your voice. And so, Father, if anyone needs a healing touch tonight, Help them to believe, Lord. Just believe. Reach out and touch the Lord and know that by his stripes you are healed. You're not facing life alone. You're facing it with him. And so, Father God, make yourself so real 
to every person listening tonight and who will listen in the future. We just thank you, Lord, for your plan, for your word of God, for Jesus, for the Holy Spirit. And we give you all praise and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.